Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 128 of the Ministry of Dice podcast, <laughs> UK-based uh, podcast, talking about all things, about all dice, things masters. dice Masters. I'm your host, the Quizmaster General, the birthday quiz maestro, Andy, aka Quizman, and yep. that fella over there is Chris, aka the True Mister Six. Like <laughs> Were you counting? I had to count four. Before you start, <laughs> I'd even had my my big intake of breath ready to do my my boisterous opening. I've been practicing that all day. <laughs> well, it was perfect. It was perfect. I mean, you must have heard. Well, <laughs> five years, pro- mate. Proper facts. Yeah, you've heard me say it at minimum one hundred and thirty times, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not counting all the retakes and balls ups. <laughs> but yes, that's right, folks. It, this is the Ministry of Dice's birthday episode. <laughs> oh, I've, where have me put? Oh, I had a thing, and I put it down somewhere, and now I don't have it. Uh, thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thing. Yes, that is right, ladies and gents. Would you believe that as of this coming Thursday... Thursday the 21st. Thursday the 21st, that's right. Um, the Ministry of Dice podcast will be five years old. This is our fifth anniversary. Unbelievable. Crazy, yeah. 21st of July 2017, the very first Ministry of Dice podcast episode. Hit the airwaves. It was only a short one, wasn't it, the first one I seem to recall? It was a little mini, uh, I think it was episode zero or something. It was a really short one. You can get them all still on your favorite podcatcher. Just scroll down, keep on scrolling, and you'll get there. Scroll. Yeah, that's right. It was just a short little one, like a 15, 20 minute. The podcast wasn't named at that point. It wasn't, was it? One the, no, one of the very first things we did was hold a competition to name the podcast. Uh, and then fast forward five years, here we are. Hello. <laughs> Still, still at it, still going strong. It's a celebration. Yeah, absolutely, is a celebration. I mean, I know we joke about this every time we we do a celebration of some description or another. But does that now actually make us the longest running Dice Masters podcast? It's got to surely, surely by now. Jesus, the, the only reason we've been doing it so long is because Andy wanted to do more episodes in the reserve pool, <laughs> right? <laughs> when did the game come out? 2014? Yeah, yeah. So 15, 16, 17. It's got to be, we've got to be the longest running by now. Jordo, get counting. <laughs> yeah. My wife, the true Mrs. Six, made a very good point. I was rather proud, actually, when she made that point, because we were just chatting uh, the other night. And I said, oh, we're doing the birthday celebrations. Five years, would you believe? No, 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 And she said, oh, right. That means Andy must have been the UK national champion five years ago as well. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> I was like, check you out. <laughs> <laughs> the true Mrs. Six dropping the Dice Masters factoids in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you've not. You've not had your championship title now in five years, my mum. I don't know what you mean. I regained it like two episodes ago. It was in that very, I'm just whipping over that bit, um, in that very UK national champion, that's where that's where the, 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 the embers, the fires were stoked that made the Ministry of Dice happen. It was, wasn't it? 
Yeah. One, one sweaty day in a dungeon in Manchester. Yeah. With the Costa Coffee toilets and <laughs> Ultraman <laughs> batterings abound. Hey. And uh, here we are, five years later. So this episode is a little bit different because traditionally, dear listeners, you're used to hearing at minimum one uh, what we describe as the featured segments where we'll discuss something or go over some news or do something interesting like pick pick of the weeks or whatever. Uh, and then maybe we'll do something a bit silly and fun. Because it's our birthday, we're having a party. We're just going to play games for the entire episode. That's right. That's right. One of the things that we are particularly proud of through our five-year history of podcasting is that we've not only engaged with the game of Dice Masters and shared our growing, deeper understanding of the game with you as listeners over the five years um, and shared some of our journeys, mine particularly, in terms of becoming a, a more capable player at times. Uh, but we've also, we also like to think we've made it a bit more entertaining, oh, brought a bit more ir- irreverent fun. We try. We do try. I mean, you'll tell us otherwise. Um, But yeah, five years, 130 episodes, over 42,000 episode downloads over the five years. I mean, that's mental when you stop and think about it. That's a lot. That is a lot. So uh, yeah, our our episode average, according to the very sexy back-end um, analytics-y thing that we use. It says our, our episode average is around 330 plays. Ooh. What's our most listened to? Is it still oh, geez. Tomato Soup and Mangoes? <laughs> uh, hang on. They changed the the thing, didn't they? The insights. Oh, okay. So I don't know if I can search for that now. Hang on, let me just do a bit of clicking. For a long, long time, it was Tomato Super Mangoes. Uh, no, the most played episode ever was episode 29, Put the Lime in the Coconut. Oh, it's all to do about food. Yeah, it's always the food stuff. Yeah, Put the Lime in the Coconut. Tomato Super Mango is the second most played episode. Oh, it's been overtaken. And then our third most played episode is the Whiskey's European Open Special. See, that's quite a result because clearly that's, that wouldn't have been a, like a mistake search. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually legitimately people who are interested in knowing how the European <laughs> Open went. <laughs> yeah, what was Put the Lime in the Coconut all about then? Let's have a quick look at the description. Can I see the description in the... Oh, no, it doesn't show me the description in the insights. Can I get to it through pressing that? Hold on, I might no. be able to... Uh, Episode 29. Quick. I was looking at our old, uh, old ones today. So we see all, scroll down, takes a while. I'm scrolling too. Let's see who gets the first. Number 29, the boys. Oh, well done. I've just got there. And the miniature is dice. Return to fill your world with all the British Dice Master's joy your life deserves. It's been two weeks and we know there's been questions burning away in your mind, keeping you awake at night that we're here to finally answer. What does Chris think of global escalation? Has Andy seen the Space Wolf 40k spoilers? When will they get around to having another guest on the bar for a coveted leaderboard position? All these questions get answered and more, and yet another okay-ish podcast episode. And most importantly, is the lime in the coconut a good thing or a bad thing? Let us know in the comments below, but not until after you've hit play. (laughs) It doesn't tell us much, really. 
No, it doesn't. I think in more recent times, in more modern times, my podcast descriptions have become a, <laughs> a, a little bit more in line with the content of the actual episode. Yeah. Uh, seriously, though, never got to the bottom of that, whether the lime in the coconut is a good or a bad thing. No. It's a song, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a song. That uh, that was the conversation at the time. I can't fully remember why, but it came up. The song, uh, Harry Nielsen, put the lime in the coconut. So it says the brother bought a coconut. Yeah. And then, then they bought a lime, and then they put the lime in the coconut, and then they fell ill. So they went and saw the doctor, and then the doctor said, put the lime in the coconut, and that'll make you feel better. And I'm like, yeah, but isn't that what made a meal in the first place? I don't understand. Doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense at all. So is the lime in the coconut a good or a bad thing? Let's There's... let's reignite that hot topic <laughs> debate. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of people have that question in their mind, and that's why that's our most listened to podcast. What a disappointment for them all. Clearly, yeah. And we didn't we had no answers for them, just more questions. Like, what is this Dice Masters thing? Why are these two British idiots talking about it? (laughs) (laughs) And at episode 29, they were probably saying, how does anybody listen to an hour of this audio quality? (laughs) We sounded awful back then. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So, yeah, five years. We're going to be playing some games. We've gone back through the back catalogue and picked three of our favourite kind of quizzy game things that we've done over the years. That's the the kind of thematic connection to the idea of celebrating five years. I think we would both say that, uh, circling back around to my original point, that you know, that kind of entertaining bit of radio-style fun is one of the elements that we both enjoy the most in terms of doing the podcast. So we've gone back and picked some of the kind of stupid radio quiz game things that we've done over the years. Five years. Mental, isn't it? It is mental. Yeah, when you stop and think about it, it's... Um, you know, when you think about all the things that have gone on within that five years, all the things that we've covered, and all the people who've sort of uh, directly or indirectly supported, I mean, certainly the, all the guests we've had over the years who've come on to do the bar and the quizzes, folks like Tony and Andy who've operated in a capacity as our US correspondents, and the America that is, of course. Of course. You know, uh, all the all the great relationships that we've developed and and there is a nice little kind of uh, i know it's a bit cliquey but there is a nice little sort of uh, collegiate community of content creators in the world of dice masters you know like the um the relationship we've built with the canadian folks for example the dm north crew breath weapon x rolling thunder you know all those guys it's awesome they're back they put an episode out i saw that i've not listened to it yet no, no, it only, uh, as of time of recording, it only came out today, but it will definitely get me through my commute tomorrow. 100% great to hear from the Californians, the lizards. They know how to party, I've heard. I've, I've heard that too, actually. I've heard that too. Although there was that unfortunate incident with the penguin. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Yeah, we don't talk about that anymore. Right, uh, but before we get into all that, we've already sort of jumped ahead a little bit there. Uh, before we get into all the quizzing, we will do a little bit of our normal routine, because uh, I'll ask you, my man, what have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded? Ooh, we've had some games, me and you. Oh, we had a game. Did we do it two weeks ago? Uh, we did, yeah, we, we did play two weeks ago. And then we did last week as well. Yes. Um, so, I have been, I, I, I can't remember them entirely, I know that I'll 
I won the one two weeks ago and I got up to 10. So it was what, 10, 11? Uh, and I was catching up yeah. with you. And then you won last week, meaning that it's now 10, 12. Mm. I have been trying out for the last few weeks some of the uh, the cards I like from Dark Phoenix uh, because I've got I got my countertop and I've got it out. And in all intents and purposes, uh, the super rare uh, Lilandra is the dog's bollocks. Oh, yeah, she's a big old pain in the bum. And so far, I mean, it's a limited amount of experience, but she is definitely proving to me that my speculation when we talked about rotation regarding it being a very global heavy meta and how yeah. global hate is going to be powerful. It's definitely proving to be the case. Um, I'll talk about my teams in a minute, but yeah, Lilandra, she's definitely been a corner piece. But your win condition is a uh, common Colossus, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, that, to be fair, I've got a few on, on the team. Uh, Colossus, uh, as the it's, it's nice. It's, it's pretty basic, really. It's a nice it's a five-cost overcrusher that on his level three is 8-8. Eight, eight. For five... I think that's pretty decent, uh, and um, he just doesn't <laughs> roll. His dice are cocked. <laughs> no, yeah, that's... I lost um, count. lost count how many times I uh, whiffed those rolls. Um, but it's got the Gladiator on as well. I, I think I bought him once in one of the games we played, but he's a bit <clears> of an extra stretch for, I think, his less hitting power. Yeah, well, so... I think the thing is there is that the the Lilandra you're using being the super rare one with the with the control game effect is not one you're inclined to KO in order to accrue the uh, loyalty counters on him. No, absolutely true. Uh, I mean, uh, until the last pack was opened from my uh, countdown display, it was the three cost Lilandra that was on the team, making it a lot more viable. But then on the flip side, because we didn't. We only spoke about it. I think at the end of our game. But is it that Gladiator gets a loyalty token even if he's not active? Uh, yeah, I'd have to read the game text sure again. About. Yeah, some of them say while active, and some of them don't. So the ones that don't require accrue loyalty counters, uh, even when they're not in the field, and obviously the ones that say while active do. I believe. Right. So your Magne- Magneto definitely gets his counters without being in the field, but Moira does need to be in the field. Yeah, so um, with with as oppressive as Lilandra is uh, and how early you, you want to get her uh, and how your opponents want to try and get rid of her, uh, you could it, it could still work with this one, uh, but obviously it's, you, you don't... You, she's not fodder. She's sat there doing a job. Um, yeah, a job that right now is... I think uh, so. One of the challenges that I'm facing in team building uh, that Lilandra is really affected is ramp ramping. I don't know why, but I'm struggling to get up to my six cost characters, and uh, sometimes even my five cost characters. So I loaded up on a load of globals, but then Lilandra hit the table, removed those globals as an option. So then I'm redirecting my buying, my purchasing to get my removal together. Well, the first iteration of my team, the removal relied on the globals because it was all about KOing a character and doing some re-rolling. But the second iteration, it was then just about pivoting into some control to then have to come back to my win condition. Because your Dark Phoenix saga, your prep globals, um, 
what else was I using? The Batman Global to make sidekicks or, you know, in other teams you might use the Mr. Sinister Global, for example, or whatever. All of those are damaging. And the actions and basic actions are stuff like your Daily Planet, investigative journalism. Lilandra makes, you know, punishes you, taxes you for the pleasure of them. Yes, he does. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been playing around with Rare Batman. So we've both really just fallen back into old habit form here because with the new cards, you've gone straight into an overcrushing beat stick uh, with yep. some nice one-size-fits-all control to back it up. I've gone straight back into <laughs> spammy direct damage. <laughs> we've both just gone right back into old habits and forms. So the rare Batman that does the uh, pinger damage when something is KO'd. And the f- first version of the team, I was using the Dark Phoenix Global to do my KOing and the Uncommon Harley Quinn from Kryptonite Crisis, which just causes a bit of chaos when she gets KO'd. Oh, bloody hell, don't she just? Yeah. Roll this Not one. Super- I was like, roll this one down. This one does some damage. That does this. You do that. And then you do that does some damage. It's like, it's like having a bullet ricocheting around a room for our. <laughs> <laughs> like- yeah. Um, I've put the cards away now because I made, I made a new. T- I've got a new team I'm toying around with at the minute. But um, the Batman does one to your opponent and one to. I can't remember now. Is it one to your opponent just... and one to a character? Yeah, I think that's right. And then the Harley Quinn, when she gets KO'd, forces a reroll, but she also does a ping of damage somewhere as well. Yeah, here you go. Uh, so when KO'd, you may roll a character die from your use pile. For each energy showing on that die, deal one damage to target character die. If that die shows a character face, re-roll target opposing character die. So I was Dark Phoenixing off Harley Quinn and then rolling whatever I had in my use pile that I'd managed to line up and either dealing one damage dealing damage for the energy or asking Andy to re-roll. But then the Batman goes off, pings him for one, and then pings another character for one. So it was all just loads of things going crazy, kicking off all at once. Uh, but then in the second iteration, because I was a bit frustrated with Lalandra and I wanted to dial back the Global Reliance, I've never been a big fan of Global Reliance anyway, I tried out the Rare Joker Final Dance. He was pretty cool too. He was. He added that extra level to that whole Harley Quinn and Batman kind of synergy. Anarchy, yeah. So he reads, when fielded, you may immediately KO the Joker. So I don't need the Dark Phoenix Global. That was the point. Um, if you do, deal one damage to target psychic character die and re-roll target non-psychic character die. So then I was using my Batman Global to make sure I had psychics out in the field, fielding the Joker, insta-KOing the Joker, then dealing one damage to one of my own psychics, so KOing a second character, and then getting Andy to re-roll something of his that I didn't like the look of, which all then triggered Batman twice. So I was doing a ping of damage to Andy with Batman and then shooting another sidekick with Batman, which was triggering Batman again. And it was just all like, uh, right, hang on. (laughs) Ping you for one, ping that for one, re-roll that, and then uh, I'm pinging that for one, which KOs that, which pings you for another one. And it was, yeah, it was balmy. It worked, though, because it whittled me down. It, it did work, yeah, absolutely. But of course, as you've just pointed out, you didn't roll your Colossuses, Colossi, Colossi, um, <laughs> uh, which gave me a bit of breathing room to set up because you're basically uh, what is Colossus four, five, uh, five purchase cost. cost, five cost. Yeah, so you're looking to just buy a five cost dice that sort of does it all, yeah. you know. 
Um, whereas I need to go for the five cost, which is the Batman. But then the secondary lineup of characters, like the Joker, which is four, or the Harley Quinn, which was two or three. I can't remember. So I'm just needing an extra step on top of that. And in that extra step, you're grabbing the Alandra. Yeah, I am. I am a bishop. The bishop was an absolute godsend for a number of uh, number of turns. That uh, is the common, is it? I think it's the common bishop that can't be spun up, spun down, or re-rolled. Uh, he is a good, solid chunk sat there to, to defend against uh, everything getting re-rolled or spun down or um, the, the removal that is very prevalent in... Uh, Infinity Gauntlet, which is kind of the spinny uppy and the, the re-rolly, he sits there as a lamp and protects against that kind of full swing with everything in the field. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, well, it's not just Infinity Gauntlet, of course. It's you know you got your storms and your gambits in Dark Phoenix, Saga, and that Harley Quinn's a re-roll as well, and and the Joker's a re-roll because that's that's the other the other thing we've said this before. The Batman's not really the win condition necessarily in the sense of trying to do. 20 turns of pinging you on a turn i want you down to 12 but do so much chaos shenanigans of re-rolling stuff and pinging stuff that eventually yeah you know a four five or seven attack batman with a harley quinn who's like four four you know you can do the, the that final push to finish it off and bishop was just like yeah whatever dude <laughs> come at me bro yeah no he's solid he's solid yeah, so I'll keep working on it, but ramp is definitely an issue. The other thing right now that is doing my nutting is force attacks. That's because I've just been using it. Well, you tell me how you'd counter it. If I was using it on you, how would you stop me from making your force attack? By two. Well, sure, yeah, but... Yeah, static field is not a thing, and you love it. Yes, yeah, but it's not just static field. It's like, uh, I mean, you've got Pit the Troll which makes Globals cost one more, but he's a prime target for a force attack. You've got Jean Grey, who's got bigger stats, but horrible fielding costs, and one of them's got a weird condition where you've got to keep a sidekick in the field for her effect to be in play. Lilandra is the ideal, obviously the perfect deterrent, but she's a super rare. I've got that. So this... Sorry? I've got that. Well, yes, you have. Yes, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think uh, force attacks and dealing with force attacks is a bit of an issue. I mean, you've you've used force attacks for day and an age. It's not it's not a new issue, but I've had ways and means that are more obvious yeah. to me for dealing with it. I was thinking uh, when I was building the team because I want to try out some of the range stuff, you know, like Shazam and Brainiac, and I thought, well, that'll put paid to that. You're not going to want to force attack me there, but which is great if you want to make a range team. But do you put a Brainiac on every team to make sure you've got range on the off chance your opponent force attacks? Or uh, Mike uh, Mike Pugh was talking about uh, Infiltrate Angela, you know, the one that gives your character dice Infiltrate so you can right. pull it back, ping yeah. for one and pull it back. But then, you, do, you know, it's another diversionary purchase then, isn't it? So Yeah. Or the likes of Nefarious Broadcast, but of course then you've got to be, you've got to have good rampant churn to make sure it's always there when you need it. Weird. Yeah, so force, yeah, force attacks is a bit of PIA for sure. But yeah, but yeah, good games, good games. But you're right. I think uh, would have been a very different game if you'd have maybe just got one of those colossuses out a bit earlier. One of the eight, I think it was eight or nine 
rolls <laughs> that I did. Yeah. He has got that crazy nice text, which is nice. But the thing is, he is a five cost. So it's, it's not like I'm re-rolling it with something because usually he's coming through on his own. Yeah. I mean, eventually I had other dice coming through, but that was quite later on. But as a rule, it's not as if you're going to have him and a bunch of other characters. So he's, he's that's a bit situational, more situational than I thought. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, your, your force attack is obviously the perfect solution to deal with Lilandra. Just take the hit. Um, but what I've been noticing quite persistently is that you have a habit of rolling a, like, on level three. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Come on. So I've got to let through a five hit. I suppose it's worth it in the end, though, isn't it? Yeah, her dice doesn't have the uh, colossi effect. The blob no. effect. She's, no. she's a good roller. I like her. She, yes, she is annoying. Uh, and in that first game in my head, I was like, well... If I take the hit of five, that's her off me off me back for a couple of turns. But that's also basically two and a half global uses that I'm <laughs> costing myself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it was weird. Uh, but it obviously caught up. I even said to you at the end of that first game, Colossus didn't win you that game. Lilandra did. I, I just, it was you just watched yourself. me commit suicide. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's, it's exciting. It's like we've been trying out the new, new, new modern now for a few weeks and uh uh, it's it has it sparked a little bit of um, excitement and you know trying out new things and not going to the the go to crutches uh, that we um, we tend to go to normally. So it's uh, it's been fun. Well, you say that you say that I've got to agree to disagree. You're you're playing an overcrush character being backed up by. <laughs> Basically, a reprinted piece of control. <laughs> you, you say reprint; it's not been around since like 2016, six years, yeah, five, it, six years ago. I think it what well, it got rotated out just before we started recording, so that's five years ago. So I think I mean it's it's not as if they've brought it straight back. <laughs> Listen to scrambling to defend himself, folks. It's like the human torch <laughs> that hasn't been around for ages. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, Jubilee. I need to make reprinted. Jubilee team. Yeah, you do. I've got a good idea for that, actually. I've got a good idea for that. That doesn't need a globe either. Oh. 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 See, I was oh. thinking, like, because I really wanted that Jubilee, I was like, would I prefer the Jubilee to the Landra? And I think I would, because that's a great card. You can ping, 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 ping for days. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, again, touch folks, let us know. Would you prefer Jubilee Super Rare or Landra Super Rare? from your Dark Phoenix Saga countertop displays. I'm the other way around. I probably would have been happier had I pulled a Lilandra. I mean, they're both super strong. They're both reprints from a, a different age. Uh, but yeah, my, my preference would have been to get that, uh, the, the Jubilee. Uh, but what sure. would your preference be? Let us know. Absolutely, yeah. Get in touch. You know, all the usual ways. Uh, but yeah, I think ramp, ramp is the is the first thing that I need to crack. Just find a way that I can... Work with ramp that suits me. Gambit ace in the hole. It's there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I was looking at stuff, though. Like, So I was looking at the super rare Lois Lane. I thought, oh, um, so she's got the free. The first dice you field is free. And I thought, oh, that's nice, yeah. That could be a good fit for me because one of the problems with my ramp is I'm spending a lot of money on fielding costs. 
but then she's got the global prevent one damage you know pay a shield prevent one damage i'm like well in a batman ping team that's going down too well is it yeah that's that's not that's not ideal at all and what i could do with is a super rare robin actually he'd be a good fit for my batman team but i just don't have it because he's a uh a when fielded ko removal you know he does a point of damage for i think it's every dice in your field off the top of my head Right when he's when he's fielded, that's that's old school as well, isn't it? That is old school. It's like a firestorm. Yeah, oh, well, firestorm was when attacks, though, wasn't he? I think wasn't there one when attacks and one when fielded? It was bolts, wasn't it? Bolt characters. Mm, maybe yes. I definitely I definitely remember the when attacks one, which was to do with the number of characters in the field. Um, but certainly an old old school move, like yeah. Hawkeye and Green Arrow and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, they were good games. Uh, anything else you've been up to? <laughs> Getting back to the point. Excuse me. But, uh, no, not really. Bit of PlayStation. A bit, bit. Taking some pretty strong painkillers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And waking up not, for the next day. You're not being <laughs> not being too good, have you? That's why we're not streamed a game this week, folks. Yeah, I need. Uh, I need Isaac. You do. I definitely need you, Isaac. He won't. Listen, you do. He won't listen to this anymore, but. If anyone does know Isaac, you can get him to fly over and sort my leg out. <laughs> Do you remember? I remember when we had him on the show, and that was like a good few years ago, and I was struggling with it, and he gave me loads of advice. And I think, I think, yeah, he did. In, and you came on, and you were like, "What on earth are you talking about?" <laughs> you an elbow in your buttock or something. Yeah, it was uh, your what, wallet what? putting your your wallet in your in your in your ass cheek jean pocket, wasn't it? That was it, yeah. We're talking yeah. about bum cheeks. Anyway, we're well off topic. Birthday party. <laughs> this is what we're talking <laughs> birthday about. Birthday party. party. It's a celebration of quizzes. Well, it's a little bit on topic because it was referencing a, you know, a little nostalgic look back to one of our previous episodes. Uh, Isaac BV from the Reserve Pool came and joined us for an episode, yeah. Very good. Very good. All right, well, uh, there's enough chatter. I don't think there's been much else going on. Uh, Gen Con's creeping up. That's not too far away, but not heard any new news on that not heard any new news on memphis although they're leaving that a bit close to the line aren't they to get the word out and it was it six on weeks away Couple accommodation of deal and stuff uh maybe eight maybe eight when's it the second or third week of september yes eight weeks eight weeks to sort your trips out guys and girls yeah yeah absolutely nothing new about secret wars it's all been quiet on the western front so no community focus Should we get into some games then my man Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, folks. So just to reiterate, five-year anniversary. That's it for featured segments now. We're just going to play Dice Bastards-related quizzes for the rest of the episode. Enjoy yourselves. Welcome, folks, to our first quiz of our five-year birthday party extravaganza. And it's, if you have a guess, blankety-blank. Yeah. Blankety-blank, blankety-blank. Yeah, it's well, through the magic of editing, they'll have just heard that. Blankety-blank, blankety-blank. Anyway. Blankety-blank. Um, I don't know. Did you reckon I think we'd have just, this is repeating us from uh, 
a few years ago. Do you think that's blankety black across the world, or is that a very a UK thing? Uh, I don't know. Did, uh, I think we may have even asked the question the first time around, but uh, our friends from around the world, if you want to get in touch, if this idea, if <laughs> the name Blankety Blank, sometimes they have the game show, but they don't call it the same name, but conceptually it exists. Well, let me explain the rules so that we can uh, make sure that everyone understands what's going on. Uh, and um, yeah, and, and what we'll do is, is what I think it works if we do the questions or question equivalents, and then we go and revisit it at the end, then everyone gets a go of, uh, of trying to work it out without us yeah. spoiling it too quickly. Uh, so, so you want me to, I'll need to write my answers down then, will I? Yeah, go on, yeah. Write your answers yeah. down. Cool. So... Blankety blank. I am going to read out a card name and subtitle, and then I'm going to read out the card text. However, one or more words I will replace with the word blank. And Chris's job and your job at home, if you want to play along, is to guess what the missing word is. So that that explains it quite well, actually. It's first for me. I, I believe so, yeah. Uh, we did discuss making it uh, cards in new, 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 modern, new, 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 modern, new, 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 modern, new, new, but new, modern. Uh, I have I kept with that vein, and I have made sure that all of these cards are from Kryptonite Crisis. Oh wow, God! All right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> really keep it, keep it modern, as opposed. Like we else, we could have just reiterated the stuff from like. I'm sure if I'd have scrolled through my phone long enough, I'd have found the original quiz. Um, uh, yeah. And I certainly wouldn't have remembered, so you'd have got away with it. I'm going to do that now, but that, that's a little bit of a... <laughs> it might take a little bit of time. So we won't do that. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Right, okay, cool. So the first one is Connor Kent, Con L. Right. And his text is, Connor Kent counts as blank for effects on your other cards. So don't give I know this one. Shut it down. I definitely know this home. one. Do you, do you know why I know this one? Is it on your team that you're going to play next time? Nope. We spoilt this card. We did. Although not on the podcast. We spoilt it on a vid. On a vid. And on the uh, the awesome spoiler gallery on the BritRoller6.com blog. Well, it's not really a spoiler gallery anymore. We need We need some more sets to start spoiling. There's a few Secret Wars bits up on there. Oh, is there? Yeah. And possibly some more coming soon. Ooh, ooh. Is that a tease? I'll let you and the listeners interpret for yourselves. <laughs> it might be a tease, it might not. It's one of those bloody situations where I'm trapped in a holding pattern. Like the aeroplanes in Die Hard 2. Exactly like that. Hmm. I'm just circling the airport. Right, let's continue with this quiz. And what will happen is someone will get a random box delivered and they'll open it up and put all the pictures on Facebook. <laughs> that, what do you mean? That, that doesn't happen. Uh, um, and those will be, and it will be photos of all the passengers on my plane that I'm circling the airport with. <laughs> anyway, question two. That's salt, two. folks. Card <laughs> number two. Um, I thought you were trying to reference Die Hard 2, and I was like, that never happened in the film. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so card number two, ladies and gentlemen, get your pens and papers ready. Uh, Ready. It is Harley Quinn, Gangs of Harley. 
Oh, okay. Okay. So while Harley Quinn is active, your sidekick dice gain plus one attack, plus one defense, and blank blank. Deal two damage to target character die. Oh, I know this one too. See, I didn't make him very hard. Have you selected specifically uh, cards that we were responsible for the initial spoiling of? Yes. Well, I tried. Uh, I used our spoiler gallery. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> because funny enough, it's not on Sidekick or on the Dice Coalition website yet. It is on the Dice Coalition. I couldn't see it. Yeah, ah, so yeah, this is because you don't you're not around much on the socials. Uh it's automatically unchecked at this moment in time. Right. So you have to actively go and check it. Because there was like a whole thing about people saying I don't want to see the cards in my general search. Until, oh. you know, the folks who, like to, who don't like spoilers, you want to see the cards for the first time when they open the packs. So they uploaded all the cards into the team builder. That's uh, tb.dicecoalition.com, folks. With nice. Without question, the most useful tool for any Dice Masters player. Uh, but when you boot it up, uh, Superman Kryptonite Crisis is auto-unchecked. So you have to go tick it. Oh, okay. I was looking. I looked for it, but I couldn't. Um, I couldn't see it. Anyway, so uh, but you know, it's good to to reiterate how we spoil lots and lots of cards on our five year birthday anniversary special. Mm. Uh, so that's number two. Card number three: Parasite Joshua Allen. Yeah. When your opponent has a blank character die in the field zone, Parasite gets plus two attack. Oh, I'm smashing this. So I remember the text on that one because when we did the unboxing video, you said to me, why why that particular criteria? And I said, oh, well, that's very themey. And I explained why. You did? Hmm? Right, number four. Number four is Shazam, the wizard's successor. Oh, which one's that one? And his his... Uh, text reads while shazam is active your active character dice get blank blank <laughs> boom come on i'm i'm confident that's four out of four so far I, I was brewing a team on the team builder with that card that card is super just strong. yesterday i very yeah. much like this card it's expensive though seven cost just um like Phoenix Global, isn't it? <laughs> All you need is a bolt and four life. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's wrap up this quizzy do uh, with card number five, the last one on okay. the quiz. And this is Monsieur Mala, brilliant scientist. Mm, I like this Monsieur Mala gets plus two attack whilst blocking. Whilst Monsieur Mala is active... At least one blank blank die must attack attack each turn. Okay. Done. You confident with that? Oh yeah, I'm very confident. How are you at home, folks? Are you as confident as Chris? Are you gonna get five out of five? Is he gonna get five out of five? Is he about to get egg on his face? Find that out and more after these messages from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Right. We got some sponsors then. 
I don't know, but if you would like to sponsor us, then please do get in touch with us <laughs> on the usual ways. That's uh, Facebook Messenger or... Uh, it, it, well, put it, make it email. If you want to sponsor us, email me at chris at britroller6.com. Sorted. Right. Okay, I'm ready. Answers time. All right, let's do this. So, Num- blank Number blank. one. Number one. So, Connor Kent, Con L. Connor Kent counts as... Superman for effects on your other cards correct yeah baby you're gonna ace this so harley quinn gangs of harley while harley quinn is active your psychic character dice gets plus one attack plus one attack plus one defense and when fielded deal two damage to target character die right parasite joshua allen when your opponent has a shield character die in their field zone parasite gets plus two attack because it's very themey, because there's lots of shields in the Kryptonite Crisis team uh, uh, set. Yeah, and it's the Super Friends characters specifically. So Parasite's whole thing, he's obsessed with Superman and Supergirl and so on and so forth, because he uh, he sucks power out of um, out of his opponent. That's his whole thing. Hence the name Parasite. Parasite. And so he's attracted to uh, beings that are give, emanating like loads of sort of power waves or whatever, or have a good aura or something. Oh! shieldy stuff yeah um and so he is uh that whole thing of having a shield and then getting extra strength plus two attack or one of his rarities gives the opposing shield character less lowers their stats or whatever is all about it is entirely on theme because it's him about him sucking away that energy aura that he feeds off taking away their defenses yeah so lovely little themey twist in, in the set there. I was very appreciative of that. It's very non-Wiz Kids-like, isn't it? Um, on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Shazam, the wizard's successor. While Shazam is active, your active character dice get... Range 2. Yeah, they do. Absolutely, they do. two. Amazing. Yeah, it's balmy, that, isn't it? Is that a, I can't remember. Is that a super rare? It's a rare... It's a rare. Oh, okay. So it's not too hard to get yeah. hands on. So that's cool. Uh, I've got that card. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. That needs some playing around with for sure. And that Starfire, I was flicking through Starfire, the super rare, has got range three. doesn't give it to everyone else, but that's pretty cool. It's range stack. Yeah. Um, does, it? No, I don't think so. That's a shame. That would be amazing. I don't believe anyway. it does. Rules lawyers assemble. Answers on a postcard, please. But I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Our last card of this, our first quiz of the night, and it is Monsieur Mala, the brilliant scientist. Now, Monsieur Mala is a purple gorilla, and he gets plus two attack while blocking. However, also, while Monsieur Mala is active, at least one opposing character die must attack each turn. Yeah. Five out of five. Aced it, man. Yeah, I did. I've just I've just done a knee slide into the corner with my t shirt over my face. Good work. Yeah. And then all my teammates have just put me on my sh- on their shoulders and sure charged Jimmy me Tarbuck around. Ever did that? It was Jimmy Tarbuck <laughs> that did blankety blank on it. <laughs> what was it? Uh, no, no. Teach or no teach. Yeah. When you message, when you listen to this, when you get to this little bit, regardless of what you're doing, just stop and message us. Uh, yes, Jimmy Tarbuck on no Jimmy Tarbuck. 
see. <laughs> All that will do is reveal how long it takes for him to get around to listening to an episode. Yeah, it will be out like minutes after it's released, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway. A super intelligent gorilla, incidentally. Purple gorilla. Yeah, super intelligent. With he was experimented on and given uh, a raised intellect. And then, the, uh, if I remember rightly, the supervillain dude who experimented on him had an accident. Uh, and that's the. So it's. Uh, and he's just called the brain. He's just a brain in a jar. Now, oh, on the picture, mo- he's carrying yeah. a brain in a jar. Yeah. So you often see it referred to as. Monsieur Mallet and the Brain. Um, I've, never, I've never heard of this one before. No, he's uh, so uh, he's fought the Teen Titans, or they've fought the Teen Titans quite a few times, and they appear in the Teen Titans animated series. I noticed because my son watches that, and uh, <laughs> who am I kidding? Me and my son watch that, and then uh, he's also had some involvement. I kind of remember him from some older Doom Patrol storylines years ago. I'm going to Comic-Con, Southampton on Sunday, and I'm going to store that bit of information up, and then I'm going to just, like, say it at someone. <laughs> just randomly share it. Did you know that Monsieur Maller is a super-intelligent gorilla that carries a brain around in a jar called the brain? And sometimes he's called Monsieur Maller and the brain. Absolutely. And people would go, we are astounded by your Comic-Con knowledge. Welcome. Join us. You are one of us. You are one of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, How about that Hellfire Gallery, guys? Oh, nightmare. <laughs> the second Hellfire Gala has literally just started, actually, in the comic books. Oh, has it? That's, that's yeah. up as well. I've not read, read last week's episode uh, issues yet. I'm going with um, the family. The wife is going to be so impressed. <laughs> she likes Harry Potter, though, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Yeah, there'll be loads of there's tons of like Harry Pottery things and general movie stuff. She'll get by. Yeah, no, it should be fun. Anyway, that is quiz number one done. Tick that off that, the list. Tick, awesome. Right, I'm one game up. Check me out, folks. I think it's my turn next. Is it? All right. So it's time for a bit of family fortunes. Yes, folks, welcome to Dice Masters Fortunes with the Ministry of Dice. Just in the little break there between recording segments, uh, a little in, little bit of insider baseball, Andy shared with me that his tablets have just kicked in. So I'm expecting a really <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting a really exciting segment now. But if you are not familiar, Family Fortunes, I surveyed thousands upon thousands of Dice Masters fans across the world with a selection of questions to, you know, find some fun answers. Uh, I have then sorted those into the top five responses from each of those questions uh, and then whittled it down to the questions that we had any vague sense of consensus around to, well, leave me with four 
<laughs> Four questions for the purposes of the recording today, because you're all balmy, and there was some random stuff in response to some of those questions in there. Uh, so Andy's job Hello. is he's got three guesses. Andy's job is to uh, find uh, the highest scoring selection of answers. If he gets the top answer, he gets five points. Is that how it works? Something like that? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to go with, with what, however you want to do it, mate. Yeah, I'm pretty sure top answers like five points, the uh, second most answers four points, something like that. Um yeah. and then if you if you get three wrong in a, if you get three wrong, that's it, you're out. This uh, was in first done in our Christmas special. I think our Christmas special two thousand and eighteen. I think it was the second Christmas special we did. So if you do like this, then go back and listen to that one, because that was like a proper hour long with loads of people joining in. It was like two teams. I think it was was it USA against the rest of the world or something? Yeah, we had a yeah, like a North America versus um, rest of the world kind of thing. Good, so it was a good one. Yeah, go check it out. But yeah, so I've whittled it down. I've uh, taken the larger pool of questions. Uh, so those who did answer the survey, but like you asked us like ten questions, and you're only using four today, and that is because, as I have explained, you're all insane, you're all balmy, and some of the answers were just really random. So I've gone with the ones that have got enough of a consensus that I can actually like categorize. The- the answers. So, are you ready to play a bit of Family Fortunes? <coughs> Hang on. Hey! Yes, <laughs> I am ready and... I've got the soundboard on my phone. Waiting. Uh, okay, so the first question. We surveyed thousands and thousands and thousands of Dice Bastard fans across the world and asked them the question, who is better, Chris or Andy? Oh, and would you believe... question. And would you believe we've got five different we've got five different responses? How the hell have we got five different answers? There's two very specific options available. <laughs> right, well, let's see if you can let's see if you can get the answer. So, who is better, Chris or Andy? Your first answer, please. Oh, everyone prefers you to me. Chris is going to be number one. That is right. Uh, Chris is the top answer with 41% of the vote going to Chris. Well done. 1%. Yep. Uh, You're all brown noses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You get a um, secret spoiler email to you. You won't. Your second guess. Andy. Yes, Andy was on the list. This is the second top answer with 27% of the vote. 27? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's three more answers. Yeah. And the third answer is blatantly Rip Thunderstone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Rip Thunderstone is the fifth top answer. Uh, with 6% of the total vote. However, you've had three successful guesses, giving you a grand total of 10 points, getting you out the gate. Nice. At least he didn't get more than me. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> that would have been embarrassing. Uh, Kim, on the, on the last episode of the Double Double Dice, hmm. do, do we want to address this? I, think we do I know we discussed it. This. Yeah, sorry. Um, the gameplay is going to have to go on pause. I, I realise it's a celebration. But we have to just bring the tone down a little bit because we've got a very serious issue uh, that we need to deal with with our friends. Well, can we say friends anymore? Our friends over at uh, Double Double and Dice because uh, during their episode, 
which was a wonderful discussion about rotation and stuff, and Jordo and uh, CCM007 was on there. A uh, wonderful discussion about rotation going on, and someone made a reference to Rip Thunderstone during the recording. And Kim said, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can bring myself to repeat it. Kim said, Who's Rip Thunderstone? What the actual. Which, which is enormously disappointing. She's um, got to be a, a knowledgeable person about Dice Masters, and she says that. I know, yeah. I question the whole, you know, validity of whatever she says, ever. Absolutely. So, uh, Kim, you need to go back into our back catalogue. We've interviewed Rip many times. What you're obviously not aware of, Kim, is that, that Rip is one of a trio of individuals who created the game Dice Masters. There's Mike Elliott, there's Eric Lang, and there's Rip Thunderstone, um, who created the very first prototype, which uh, I can't remember what the prototype it's was called. called Card Masters. Card Masters, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, so just, yeah, really really disappointed that you've kind of, you know, that you're not aware of a, such a historically significant figure yeah, right. in the history of Dice Masters. Yeah. So, all right, okay, I've dealt with that. That's, let's, let's move on, let's move on uh, and take ourselves. Uh, Ten points, yeah, out of a possible... Uh, well, the highest you can get is 12, isn't it? If you get one, two, and three. Yeah. I like that. Um, so what, what, what were the other two two answers? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so the third highest answer was can't choose or don't make me choose or equal, you know, so in that ballpark. Oh, okay, I get that. Uh, with 20%. Uh, in fact, I'll read you some quotes. <laughs> um, I'll read you some quotes. Uh, that's like asking who's better, R2-D2 or C-3PO. Both are important to the story, regardless of preference. Now, while I appreciate the sentiment there, we have to be very clear that R2-D2 is clearly more significant to the story than C-3PO. In fact, arguably the most important character of the whole Star Wars saga. Yeah, but where would they be without the human-cyborg relations? Yeah, but R2-D2 has count for count appeared. He was there, present, at almost every significant event (laughs) in the Star Wars saga. But but anyway, that was their justification. Or uh, let me just pick another one out of the spreadsheet here in the uh, can't choose. Uh, Impossible to answer because they play completely different roles. If Chris is Mr. Punch, then Andy is the crocodile. At least I'm not Uh, Judy. I thought that was coming. (laughs) Somebody literally wrote, don't make me choose. <laughs> Just like in a panic. Like, what are these questions? Yeah. I don't want to answer that. <laughs> yeah, it was the first one right out the gate on the survey as well. Um, one of your supporters uh, said, um, hang on, let me find it. It made me chuckle. Uh, Andy. For the, for, and they put three reasons. They said former UK national Maybe. champion. Yep, 2022 UK national champion. Thank you very much. Unofficial. Uh, and three, because he calculates combat damage on his fingers under the table. Mate, people probably listen to what we say and everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's for like years ago. <laughs> One of the votes for Rip Thunderstone said, Rip Thunderstone, full stop, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody here wrote, I have to point this one out, Chris, he's far more handsome and funny. Was that you? No, of course it wasn't me. Why? M- mine's the one about. Uh, mine's the one that votes for me, and the reason is about anatomy. Okay. 
<laughs> yes, I believe this item of anatomy appears in Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I, I did pause for a moment, though, because I think that might have been your mum. Okay, fair. On to question two, then. Question number two. Question number two. Uh, and one of the questions we asked our thousands and thousands of Dice Masters fans across the world was, what is the most overrated card in Dice Masters? The most overrated. Overrated. Mm. I did also ask about underrated, but that was there was just far too much variety in the responses there. Overrated. And some people wrote some very long answers to underrated as well. <laughs> so this is ones that everyone talks about, but ain't that great. So I'm just going to discount Becky because the rating for Becky is very much justified. Um, right. Let's try Goldcatcher. Well, we never quite got that to work properly. I'm going to say Goldcatcher. No, stupid answer. Why did I say that? Yeah. Not in the top five. I think some one or two people mentioned him, but no, not enough to get him in the top five. Right. Guess one. Down the toilet. Mm. Pip the Troll. I'm sorry, Pip the Troll did not appear in the top five answers. I suppose he's, he's probably getting better now. I remember <laughs> probably. when I first came out thinking, oh, Oracle's back. That's really exciting. I'll get him. And then yeah. like, they're only being a prep global and they're not doing anything. Um, ooh, let's go for something right up and modern then. And let's go for Magneto. Oh. Bad luck, my friend. Bad luck. Our survey did not say any of the responses that you were given. Would you like That's to know the top five? I certainly would. Uh, so the fifth highest entry is Jubilee. Which one? What, the Super Rare that we've been harking on about? Super Rare Jubilee, yeah. Most overrated card in the game. The second highest was Super Rare Dark Side from the um, Batman. Batman, was it? Yeah, Batman set. The sidekick swarm maker. Oh, no, it was really good. Yeah. Um, you had to just have to knock out a sidekick, but... Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, the third highest, firmly agree with this one, was Shriek Sonic Beam. <laughs> I should have known. Yeah. The second highest, get this now, was Master Mold. Really? Yeah, a good 20, it, but then it's like, a what? good no. 20% of the respondents uh, said Master Mold was overrated. Wow, that's interesting. And Are you ready for the top answer? You're going to kick yourself. Oh, no. Because, it's a common vixen. Because 27% of the respondents said Becky Lynch. Really? Yeah. Overrated, but she's really strong. Well, you know, these questions are written uh, in a very kind of open, interpretive way. So I can only assume that uh, people have applied some level of interpretation. Or maybe there's a proportion of people out there in the thousands and thousands of Dice Masters fans that we surveyed that are uh, just quite capably shrugging off Becky Lynch teams going, yeah, whatever. And defeating them mercilessly. Wow. Oh, it's opened a bit. That that makes me want to try. Like, you need to put a Jubilee team together. And I'm really keen to play that. And Master Mode as well. I'm keen to to see uh, what, what, if they are overrated or not. Yeah. We'll have to proxy Master Mode, though. Neither of us have one. No. We've got the dice, though, so it shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, or if someone wants to send us one, just get in touch. It's chris at rayrollersix.com. It's a birthday. 
I'll just touch on the underrated. This was, uh, I, I don't like the overrated was just click, people just wrote the name of the card. Boom. These are the most overrated. Very easy. Tallied it off. I was able to calculate like a quick, um, uh, in the Excel spreadsheet that I put it all in just a quick filter and I was able to count them up dead quick and easy. The underrated though, there was not a single card named that was more than twice. There were, but a huge list of cards. So, Common Vixen <laughs> was on the list. Orbital Strike. Uh, what the uh, other Master Mold? The um... oh no, that is the Super Rare. So the someone saying the Master Mold Super Rare is underrated. I don't know Silgar. Uh, I'm just flicking, picking them out at random as my eyes see them. The Eye of Agamotto reside within the amulet. Oh, that's expensive. Yeah. Um, Rick Flair. Uh, they didn't put the subtitle on though, so I don't know which they were referring to specifically. But I think it's probably the deadly one. Yeah, that is. If I was a betting man, should be on more teams. Yeah, good, absolutely a good one. Uh, Luke Cage knuckle up. Uh, Common Storm from Dark Phoenix Saga. Uh, the Spectre that makes everyone else attack at the same time. Uh, Silgar. Adam Warlock, leader of the Infinity Watch. Yeah, so quite a quite a broad range. Uh, Super rare Hulk, which really narrowed it down because I think there's been two Super rare Hulks. Um, so not enough for me to you know pass it out to make a decent game out of, but I thought some folks might have been interested in knowing that. Yeah, uh, okay then, so two rounds in, out of a total of 24 points, you are currently on 10. Okay. Moving on. Fast. <laughs> yeah, moving on to question three. And please, you know, I hope you're playing along. Let us know how you've been getting on at home. But uh, uh, the next question I asked was, what is your most sought-after promo slash organized play card slash alt art card Oof. black widow uh, promo of the 2016 and our survey says yes with 20 percent of the vote that is the third highest answer Ooh, third highest i thought that had been up top serena mm. no how we would like one of you in our binders mm, absolutely Right, so there's two more. Okay, let's think competitions. So the the Green Goliath, I, I'm I'm going to hold off for a second just because it was very prestigious, but now there seems to be quite a few banging around along with Melinda Mays for days. Um, <laughs> if anyone wants one, get in touch. Yeah, yeah, please. We have them in abundance. Uh, let's go for the foil, Constantine. Hellblazer. What? I got that. Why is people more on that? That's good. I would love to have that. That's another one I would very much like to have in my binder personally. It's in uh, my will. For the, pri- for the private collection. The True Mr. Six private collection. You'll, you'll um, get mine when I go. Yeah, well, yeah, you're, you're undoubtedly going to die before me. So. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, you're, uh, that's one incorrect answer. I'm sorry to say that that was not in the top five. Boo. Okay, let's think. Let's go for more up to date and let's go for the Hellfire Gala. Yes, that is the second highest choice. Oh, what, what am I missing? What's the top spot? Like the one that everybody wants. I mean, this was a runaway. <laughs> runaway answer. Oh, mate, I'm going to kick myself, isn't it? Was it? There are people shouting like at their iPad or at the car radio or whatever right now. Strout, Stroud, 
Hi, I'm Fist. <laughs> Fair estrogen and an assist. Right, that's it. That's it. That's it. You're out of votes. You're out of guesses. Okay. Uh, not bad, though. Four, five, six, seven points. Now, the number one was the Alt Art Animated X Men Jubilee. Oh. Yeah. A runaway success, this one. It made, wasn't it? Yeah, like 54%. 54% of the thousands and thousands of Dice Masters fans that we surveyed worldwide said the Alt Art Jubilee Mall rap. Yeah. Uh, then we had the Alt Art Foil Boom Boom, oh, uh, yeah. which, which yeah. was next on the list. Yeah. And then you, you wouldn't believe it, but the fifth highest, which came as a surprise to me, was the Full Art Common Harley Quinn. Oh, okay, from the new set. Yeah. So, I mean, it was only a very small proportion of people, but they, uh, they've they obviously interpreted that as a promo or an alt art. Yeah. Well, I suppose it is a special card in a way. Yeah, it's um, a chase card. Yeah, absolutely. Just, so, To show you that there's definitely a demand out there for like, that style of wonky common card. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, that was interesting. Uh, and then just a, a sprinkle of random single stuff. But uh, uh, interestingly enough, the uh, you're right, the, the Hulk Green Goliath didn't appear on the list at all, which was a surprise to me. Yeah. I think that they, yeah. they, there's enough of them, isn't there? Like the, the Jubilee, the, the Black Widow, and um, the Boom Boom. Like, not seen them again. I don't think there's that many made. No, the, no. The May packs where that the Goliath's in that there's a, a fair whack of them banging around. So there's a few, yeah. Common. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, but uh, getting all the all art foil boom booms. Well, I say getting all of our art boom booms. I think Gen Con's about to flood the market with those. But um, the Jubilee, yeah, you can't can't get all of them for love no money. Like you say, there's like six out there in the world. Seven. <laughs> That makes it exclusive, doesn't it? Yeah, it's annoying though. It makes it makes that page because I've got all the others hard fought for at the Europeans at the European Open, and just that one missing, and, and that sticks in my craw more than like Serena or the foil Constantine or uh, what's the other foil I've been after? Green uh, Green Goblin. Oh, I got that as well. Yeah, well, so yeah, it's basically the year that you became UK national champion is the year that I've got the gap in my collection. There yeah. can't be many of them banging around. Why doesn't people not find my things sought after? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but there you go. Uh, right, so you are now on 19 out of a possible 36. Okay, come back. I don't mind that. On to the fourth and final question, or the fourth and final question that I'm choosing to use for this. There are two answers. So I'm just going to give you one guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. I asked uh, thousands and thousands of Dice Masters fans across the world and a handful on the moon, is Ant-Man's dice grey or blue? It's not even a question. It's blue. <laughs> Where's my phone? Obviously blue. <laughs> no, I'm afraid the top answer that we were looking for there was grey. What was the percentage? 58% voted for grey, 42% voted for blue. That's too close to make it a landslide by far. That's like pretty much 
<laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Majority rules, isn't it? Is it a majority though? Is fifty eight percent a majority? Is that what you're asking? I don't know. Let's go on. You're all wrong. The bottom line here, mate, is that in the court of public opinion, it's blue. There is a a much stronger preference for it grey. The higher percentage of Dice Masters players are colour blind. <laughs> Could very well be the case. Could very well be the case. Uh, so you end there. Science right here. You end there with a possible uh, 37 points with 19. I clap myself for that. Yeah, there were, like I say, there were other questions that I asked. Uh, I might use the content for uh, the responses for some other content uh, down the line because there's some interesting stuff in here. Uh, but those were the ones that I was able to you know, form into a top five kind of thing. Some of you, though, are just, I don't know. Letters. Yeah, there you go. So that concludes our game of Family Fortunes. Once again, please do get in touch. Let us know how you got on. Uh, we're now going to move on to po- oh. po- possibly our, our <laughs> one of our greatest, most inspired yeah. game show quizzes that we did on the uh, on the podcast. We are going to revisit the eternally popular global reversalization. Welcome back, folks. I'm going to open up this one and hand you over to Andy to get us started on the global reverse collation. Hello. Yes, yeah, so global reverse collation, that was something we have. Oh, I don't kind of remember. It was years ago we did this. Uh, and <laughs> it's quite convoluted, so stick with me whilst I explain what we are going to do. So I have recorded myself uh, in a C3PO voice, as I was told my voice was at the time, um, saying card card name and subtitle what i did with that is that and i then flipped it so that we can hear it backwards with me so far good what chris yes. is going to do is then he is going to try and pronounce what he hears and record that we'll then flip what he's recorded back the right way again and see how close you can get it. Yeah. And we're going to come back next episode to see how that's gone. That's right. It takes a little bit of faffing and a little bit of yeah. editing. So uh, we'll, 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 we'll do the donkey work this episode and then we'll re- re- revisit it next episode. However, that does also give us the opportunity and you the opportunity to get in on the fun. So if you wish to do so, Record yourselves talking, mm. about, r- talking, record what you hear, and then we'll take that from you. We'll flip it and we'll see how you get on next episode. Yes. So I will, in the show notes on the BritRoller6.com show notes for this podcast, I will put the audio files so you can play just the clips and then record yourself into your phone and then uh, you can email your attempts over to me yeah. right then so let's get started with number one so what's uh, i've got i've got it on my phone just to play and listen to now because uh, i'll have to take my headphones off to hear what's going on but then i've also got 
uh, Andy's dropped the original recordings into the Google Drive. So I'll then put a pause in so that I can, doing the magic of editing, insert it so it can be heard properly uh, and not just echoey through my phone. Does that make sense? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I was asking the audience really, like I was expecting them to. <laughs> yeah, squares! <squirts. laughs> right, here we go. I'm going to kick off with number one. Uh, okay, let me do another one and let me hold it next to my ear a bit more. <laughs> okay, and then just one more time, but I'll overdub it properly for the listeners. All right then. Meow, mish, mosh, no. British. <laughs> you like that one? Good effort. Good effort. British. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it sounded like to me. That's what it sounded like. So, folks, uh, yeah, as we say, we'll come back next episode with that flip the right way around so we can hear how close I was to the. Uh, is it the, the card name and subtitle? Did you say, sorry? Yes, yeah, card name yeah. and subtitle. Yeah, but if you want to have a go, just like I've just done then, you listen to it and then just record yourself on your phone in into uh, you know, whatever voice recorder app and then send it over. Uh, right, moving on to number two then. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and one more time closer to my ear. Oh, wait, that's the first one again, isn't it? Sorry, my bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, okay, and then uh, just a quick pause to do it the through the magic of editing, insert it proper. Skits, yeah, orbit. Here we go. Skit, skia, orbit. <laughs> Over the last five years, folks, I think one of the things that has been particularly magical about the Ministry of Dice offering. Uh, not only to the world of Dice Masters, but broadly speaking to the world of tabletop gaming content creation. In fact, I go so far as to say content creation in general, is that we've never been too afraid of making absolute b****s. <laughs> oh, that's just reminded me. Uh, quick shout out to Flint and his mum. <laughs> who emailed me and told me that he's been listening to the podcast. Uh, Flint, do not repeat what I've just said. That is not good talk for a young lad of both your um, age and stature, because uh, he's extremely polite. It. Yeah, I'll have to bleep it. Um, but yeah, quick shout out to Flint. Right, there we go. So have a go at that, folks. Send it in. I'm going to move on to number three. Oh, and it, I had it, and then like another bit came on. Right, hang on. Oh, Jesus. And one more time, but I'll overdub it properly for you, the dear listener. This one's not going to go very well. <laughs> I think that, was that four little chunks? I feel like there was maybe a fifth chunk that I forgot, I'd already forgotten. Oh, is there? It's five. Oh, 
Oh, snap, nip, whoop, oh, that. Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> okay, moving on to number four. Why Why have you chosen such long... They're not really long. <laughs> Long-ass quotes. What I tried to do is I tried to put a gap in between the words. Oh, right. I've already forgotten the first bit by the time I start hearing the second bit. Maybe do it in two chunks. Sawlessness. 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 Swam. Heard some. Sawlessness. Swam. Heard some. Right, uh, one more time, just for the listeners with the overdub. Sawlessness. Sawlessness. Swam. Heard some. Sawlessness. Siap. Wartham. Sursa. Oh, my days. Do you know what? It's also quite uh, talking about five years of podcasting this. So uh, I'm in the house now. I'm in the dining room, sat at the dining table with my laptop out and my mic and everything. Uh, my wife is uh, baking a cake in the kitchen currently. But she's not, you know, felt inclined to hang her head around the door and go, what's going on in there? Or <laughs> like, like, is a, Yeah, what unusual thing is Chris doing into his microphone? No, none of that. Just cracking on. Cracking on. No questions asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fifth and final one. Oh, uh, that's quite that's short. That one. Okay, and uh, one more time with an overdub. All right. Uh, and there we go. The fifth yeah. and final global reverse Galatian quote. Do you guess any of them? Can I guess any of them? Yeah. No. <laughs> Not even the last one. It's quite short. The middle word is pretty much the same forward as it is backwards. Schneep. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, so, funnily enough, I was in conversation earlier today. I said to someone, Oi, Schneenia. <laughs> Pack it. <in. laughs> Some angry words were shaded, and uh, he replied with, No, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, well, uh, again, folks, we're coming back in two weeks' time. So that gives you two weeks to A fire over some guesses i tell you what though don't be that guy who you know takes the recordings and then runs them forward and then sends in guesses but they're not guesses because you've actually figured it out you know what i mean yeah. don't do that that's not the don't do that the game send us legit guesses but more importantly if you can make the time uh go and listen to the recordings on brit roller six on the show notes for this episode that will appear in the main uh you know front page and uh, have a go for yourselves record yourself into your phone fire it over by email uh, we had a couple of people have a crack at it last time uh, just for fun for laughs for giggles let's see how close any of us get to the original card text uh, card title and subtitle from andy's original recording from memory i'm pretty sure that uh, the uh, the guys from del monte no let me let re- re- do this bit again. The McVitie's Biscuit Factory. The, um, you know, the thingy bobs. 
Rolling Thunder. That's it, yeah. From memory, from bad memory, um, I'm pretty sure the guys from Rolling Thunder aced this last time. Yeah, one or two of theirs was pretty pretty good. Andy America had a crack at it as well, our US correspondent. Uh, We'll be hearing more from him soon, in fact. And uh, I think Mark, Mark, out there, you had a crack at it too. Seems to remember maybe... Yeah, we had uh, a few people have a crack at it. So uh, if you've got the time and the inclination, please do get involved in the fun. Someone's going to have to send at least one in now, so it's not embarrassing when we come back in two weeks. Yeah. And we haven't had any. So you can rely on our our, uh, listeners to uh, to get involved. Indeed you can. Indeed you can. All right, well, that brings us to the final quiz of the night. Let's move ourselves into the outro before Andy... Passes out from his tablets. Well, there we are then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we definitely did this time round, Quizzy the Quizzisons. (laughs) I thought you were going to jump in on four seconds that time. Uh, And wrap it up like you opened up. No, I like to keep you guessing. Keep me on my toes. Keep it unpredictable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, there we go then, folks. Uh, I mean, a gentle five-year celebration. Uh, we have been known to do bigger and better for our celebrations, but we did a big one last year with the 100th episode. So This was more of a pipe and slippers. And a game absolutely. Night. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's been so much going on lately that um, – I think just taking a bit of a break, having a bit of fun, not taking the game too seriously for itself is important. I think it's important. So it was nice to have you know a look back and and a pick through our favourite sort of quizzes that we've done over the years and revisit them today. Uh, please, if you can, get involved with the Global Reverse Collation or drop us a line, let us know how you have done in the quizzes, what you scored, did you do better than Andy? etc etc any shocks in the family fortune survey results whatever just get in touch drop us a line it's all good uh you can join our discord there'll be a link for our discord channel in the show notes down below and you can join the conversation there where we talk about a range of stuff including uh, over and above dice masters nerdy movies comic books action figures board games whatever's going on really if if you feel like coming and talking to some like minds, then it's a good place to be. But it's also a place you can come and talk about podcasts as well. Um, or you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice. Drop us an instant message. Uh, they're probably the two best ways to get a hold of us. Um, which is... Yeah, I don't, I'm not good with the DMs. Uh, I read and replied to a DM that someone sent me before the UK Games Expo the other day, saying, while you're at the UK Games Expo, would you mind running by this stand and getting me a promo? I messaged them back saying, Sorry. Do you know what? In principle, I would have got it for you, but I only just read your message now. So, yeah, don't DM me on Insta because I don't really get DMs on Insta. Don't understand that. I go on Insta to look at pretty pictures. Best way is the Discord, I think. Yeah, Discord or Facebook message, I would say, are the two best ways yeah. to get a hold of us. Um, so, please do uh, that. Um, just. 
broadly speaking, come along, join us, and ask us whatever questions you want to ask. But in relation to this episode specifically, we're looking for global reverse escalation entries uh, and chat about the quizzes. Um, otherwise, make it Ministry of Dice for all your Dice Masters content needs on youtube.com forward slash Ministry of Dice, twitch.tv, mod extra. What else do we do? Oh, and the blog, britroller6.com. Yeah. Uh, and I think all, all that's left to say is that five years in now, Five years a massive, in. yeah, massive thank you to everyone who's been with us, uh, whether you know for the short time or long term listener, whatever. Really, thank you for the support. It's not just the time you take to listen to the content, but we have a lot of people who get in touch, drop us notes by email or over the socials, uh, get involved in the conversation. Not always kind of publicly out there, but just kind of get in touch with us privately. Uh, obviously, all the spin-off stuff, like the MOD PDM games and that, it's great to know some of you folks on a personal level through playing online or playing in stores here in the UK. Um, and, it, yeah, it's just nice. Just just really great to have people supporting us and sharing this journey with us. So, uh, And hopefully sharing it with us for years to come yet. Are you not doing this one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was like 10 seconds of silence. <laughs> <laughs> I completely went off. I went, my mind wandered. Um, five, five seconds of silence starting now. <laughs> Your tablets really have most definitely kicked in.